This is a rather special edition of the Leadership Insurance Podcast. Um, this is a live um, episode that we recorded at um, ITI or Tech Insights um, in London over the last um, couple of days. Um, it was a super event, 5,000 people, all in Tech, all innovation, all in one place in London by the O2. Um, congratulations to the Tech Insight guys. It was incredibly well put together and I think everyone enjoyed themselves and, and my Horse voice is a, is a result of doing so many meetings over such a short period of time. Um, they're such efficient events, and I really like um, all the kind of insurtech events. But this one um, was a particular highlight for me. I think you'll enjoy this. This is Odo Barak, who is the CEO of Five Sigma. It's done live on stage, and despite starting out with a fairly small audience, we were actually joined by an incredibly full room by the end. So thank you anyone listening that did uh, did come along. Um, and if you didn't, I think you'll enjoy this. It's a special edition of the Leadership Insurance Podcast. Morning, everyone. This is quite an unusual one for me because um, obviously we usually do the server zoo. Uh, it's, it's, it's not fast class. We've done a few in-person ones, and but there's not normally an audience, so that's quite nice. So, um, welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast uh, live. Who actually listens to the podcast or has seen the podcast before? Just just once or twice. Brilliant. That's great. That's great. That's good. That's really humbling. So I bet it'd be pretty good. So you might listen in. Um, but I'm very lucky today to be joined by Oded Barak of uh, Five Sigma. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's great. Um, I always start with this at the top because this, I could give a patch history of, of the business, but it'd be so much better if you could introduce yourself and, and the Five Sigma business. So Five Sigma is a SaaS data-driven uh, claims management platform for the property and casualty uh, sector. We do uh, multiple on a business, uh, end-to-end, soup-to-nuts, a very data-driven uh, platform. Uh, we'll talk about it in, uh, in a minute. Sure. Um, claims is my first love. I told you that. Um, it was my first rollout of um, no, college. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just the first job someone would give me. So um, I started off my career in claims. But I think you made a really important point when we spoke before about, I think we need to define, you know, what is a claim? What are we including in that when we're talking about technology? Uh, so I would separate uh, when you think about the claim process to the chronological part of it, right? As we know, first notice of loss until it's resolved, payment closed, to uh, the essence of, I would say, the answer of, uh, of a claim is one part of the customer life cycle, right? If you think about um, the consumer buying a coverage, then an incident happens. Maybe the claim starts, what triggers the claim, which is the incident, the event. And then you basically become proactive before even a claim was submitted. Uh, take it even further, not in proactive manner, but be preemptive. So now actually help build that, you know, the best claim experience, as you know, is having no claim, no experience, at least on the claim side. So what actually system you put in uh, uh, technology and, and, and call it a uh, uh, workflow approach in a company to actually help the consumer even to that point. But I think, you know, when you think about claim from a product perspective, um, claim is a very, very different entity, even within the same line of business. So take auto physical damage to bodily injury or PIP, very, very different workflows, regulatory requirements and whatnot. From a consumer perspective, um, you know, we are very, very different. Each one of us have different preferences, how to be communicated, how to be treated. Our expectation is very different. I'm sure my kids, hopefully they're not gonna have any claim in their life. 
they have a lot towards me, but you know, each one has its own preferences. And I think that's a tricky thing. How do you actually augment it all into one piece of a consistent experience? So if I take it one floor up, um, I would say claim has maybe three dimensions to it. The first one is really the moment of truth, right? And I think it's the singular opportunity to turn your customer from a care perspective, your consumer uh, uh, crisis moment into a loyalty one. Uh, this is really where you deliver the goods. The second uh, part of it is the, think about it financially, about 70, maybe even 80% in some companies uh, of your expense comes out of the claim, right? Between indemnity payment and loss adjusting expense in LAE. Uh, so a big portion of what's happening, how to control your cost base in today's environment when combined ratio is above 100 points becomes super, super critical. And the third dimension is data. I think about the amount of the richness of data you have within the claim. This is effectively the what I call the mirror image of your company as a carrier exposure, emerging patterns in your portfolio of loss. And so the level of granularity you can actually dive into and extract from a claim is, is very meaningful. Many companies actually miss on all three parts. Uh, I think, but this is where a great opportunity actually Besides, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, there's so many things I want to pull out of that, but I think even just pulling a couple, um, and I'm going to I'm going to skip a question here. It's just we know it's such a huge amount of expenditure for insurance businesses. We know it's the touch point of the customer, um, but for me, it just seems that it's an underinvested area of the insure tech market. Um, and I don't know if you'd agree with that. But, 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 I mean, do you? Yeah, that's a good uh, point. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, why, no, yeah. No, 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 I was, was going to say, so, well, why do you think that is? It's. It's. Um, this is. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, when we looked at uh, where we actually want to build a company, what area, and why do we land actually in claims, right? The most sexiest uh, segment out there. So imagine. But uh, I think the insurance is one of those uh, uh, products, uh, and not many, that you actually deliver the good, not at a point of sale. Or you think about, you're not actually buying a car, you get the car. Yeah. So uh, the difference between the moment of truth and the point of sale is can be either never or quite late into the game. And when you think about companies, carrier perspective, actually uh, battling over market share, it's really around the distribution, right? Onboarding customers, right? Uh, and so what happened is that they say to themselves, we'll deal with claim later. Yeah. And so, but we need to invest in the onboarding experience and the the... the you know, savviness of this. And, and, and I think what happened is that the claim became what you call compliance driven element and nothing really more. It's a cost center and a compliance. And so when you think about that, all claim system, majority of the claim system were really written as a compliance driven uh, workflow, right? Managing adjusters to compliance. Same, by the way, goes for data. So the data of claim is really for regulatory reason and compliance, not for optimization and data science. And so um, from my perspective, by the way, when you look at the investments of uh, carriers and the VC community within the last five years, I think 80 to 90% was really around everything else but claims. It was around distribution, MGAs, as you can imagine, insurtechs. It was around uh, uh, risk management and customer engagement. Claim was the whole thing. Um, then the realization, right? Wait a second, this is what I said. This is a customer focal point, de facto, the front end. The second thing 
is really the cost center or the expense cost center. And I think I can control it by actually optimizing this. And the third is the data. I think that's the shift. Traditionally, I mean, everybody goes uh, uh, towards compliance and cost center. And I think that's uh, where everybody misses. Many times, by the way, we see today uh, even new uh, claims management platforms uh, taking the same thing, that the same workflow, the same uh, path, and just digitizing it. What do you do? You now actually have more tools to manage your, your adjuster to compliance. And now the adjuster are working more for the system versus having a system that work for them. I'll say one, uh, uh, another derivative point of this. You can imagine if your adjuster who's treating your uh, policyholder uh, is not happy, usually the customer experience is going to be affected by that, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, my history, you know, FinPro is a, is a recruitment business. I've been in the recruitment business for 17 years, and the first half of that was all claims professionals. And I think I told you this anecdotally, what, what used to happen is that um, I, my revenue stream for, for my desk, which is how you're judged in your performance, was all back-ended to the quarter four. And everyone would go, Alex, why do you make all your money in quarter four? And I said, like, well, what happens is you hire all these underwriting and broking professionals at the start of the year. And you start writing more business or bringing more business in, and then everyone panics in quarter four and goes, actually, we need some claims adjusters because yeah. we're going we're gonna to have some claims come again. And, and it's, it's funny how that's been the flow of kind of VC money. It's like, let's focus on distribution, let's sell more policies, and now we have to deal with some claims. You know, in the, uh, we, we, there's an analogy in the second industrial uh, revolution you know, they decided to, uh, they found the electric engine and they can take the steam engine out of the production plant, right, and put an electricity one. Um, what happened was they really took the center steam into the, the electrical engine. Nothing else changed. So it was a bit faster, but nothing really. It took them another uh, decades to realize you actually could give each station or substation within its own electrical engine and start changing the workflow to optimize everything. What happened in the first change, I would say, of digitizing claims platform is exactly the same thing. We'll keep everything the same, just digitize the process. It's a good step, but very, very, you know, insufficient one. I think with today, uh, the amount of tools that you have, the, uh, uh, the combination of uh, uh, tools, technology, and the best data, the ability to process the data to basically uh, uh, gel it all into uh, insights, into actions uh, or recommendations, I think really transform, have the potential to transform the, uh, the market. Mm. I completely agree. And, and I, I think on that point, um, the fragmented nature of the claims process and all the new tools that are available, how important is the collaboration between tech companies when you're sort of trying to solve things like a perfect claims uh, solution or a perfect claims experience? Um, so, you know, exactly is, is a straight line of what I said. Um, it's critical, it's not important. Um, as I said, even if we take just the from FNOL to claim resolved, you know, let alone talking about IoT and system that detect what really happened at the point of event and incident, right? A car accident with telematics in the vehicle, or you have a homeowner issue and, uh, uh, you know, a flood or fire. Um, but um, think about even from FNOL to the payment side. Everything needs to really work uh, uh, perfectly and consistently. If you have a great FNOL experience, but everything else sucks, that's what you're going to remember. Right? Um, it's broken. If you're going to have a really fast payment, but the entire process before that, you know, your vendor experience, your mitigation experience, your assessment experience, damage assessment, it's really 
uh, uh, crap, you, that's what you're going to remember. So I think, you know, nobody's doing everything perfectly. Uh, you have a lot of different small companies and vendors that actually go deep into their solutions. And the ability in today's environment where we're talking about API hub world, uh, it's relatively easy, I would say relatively. Uh, uh, it should be easier to put all the pieces into one uh, platform to work consistently uh, well. One of the approach, I mean, from, uh, I can tell you Five Sigma, when we just approach it as, a, as, as an insurance, uh, I would say startup, going into one of the most risk averse market with a mission critical system, the fact the customer facing, what were you smoking as a startup? Who's gonna even give you a, you know, a chance, right? How many years do you have a balance sheet? Mm, okay, talk to us after 10 years, 10 years do not exist. It's, so, so there's a little bit of, of what we actually understood that it's really not about a point solution. It's really the accumulation of the points across the claims journey that actually can uh, uh, provide this uh, the, the value, understanding causality, being able to optimize in the right place and continuously uh, improve. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on that actually a, a little bit, but um, gonna, I wanted to go into who you consider the customer as a business uh, because you've obviously got the claims professionals using it, you've got the carriers that are probably paying the bill, the the net result is probably a better claims experience. So who do you put at the center of this when you're thinking about product design? So there's different question in this uh, sentence. Uh, first of all, we today sell to every and each organization that needs to resolve claims and process claims. And it'd be a carrier, an MGA, traditional or insurtech. Uh, another segment will be the third party administrators, obviously, and the uh, self-insured entities. And they have claim organization, they need to perform, uh, they need to do it in, the, in, a, in a, you know, call it uh, uh, to excel in their operational uh, process and get data uh, that affect, by the way, other pieces of the business. Um, that's our uh, audience. So the decision maker we sell to is usually chief claims officer, right? They're the decision makers. Uh, in some instances, by the way, mainly in uh, in uh, self-insured, it's going to be chief uh, risk officer. He's owning the uh, that, that operation. In some instances, uh, COO or GC. Uh, the user, and this is where the point we started from, uh, is the adjusters and the leadership. So, as I said, think about you know in today's world when we talk about automation, and I have a, a later today I'm going to talk about it. You got the straight to processing, the SDP side, and you got the what I call the depth of intelligent automation, which is how do I help the adjuster? I take a lot of drag off his hand. The system is going to work for him, either recommending or taking actions, but doing a very deep, uh, um, call it uh, analysis, recommend or take actions. Uh, we actually focused on the adjuster first and mm -hmm. the SDP. We said, how do we take, I would say, instead of focusing on a 100% of the process for 10% of the claims, you're going to focus on, let's say, 30, 40% of the uh, uh, journey, but for 100% of the claims, whether it's simple, whether it's really, really uh, complex, and start from that point, uh, which the majority, by the way, of the capital payout is, is, is there. But the adjuster is the user uh, or the claim handler, and that's our user, which then the focus is how that you know, impact us as consumers and policyholders. Yeah, because it's the adoption of that technology and the use of it that's really going to drive that, that customer experience because it's still, claims people are still the closest to the customer. Yeah. Um, and I, I told you this horror story that, you know, I used to work for, probably that I've the name, but you can probably look it up on LinkedIn, but I used to work for a very large carrier in the UK and 
we got rolled out this new claim system and no adjusters had seen it. And it was classic like in-house build and, and, and there hadn't been enough involvement and everyone just said, it just doesn't work. Um, Great system, I yeah, can use it. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a classic thing that everyone's using the old system and then, so you had no adoption of the technology because people weren't bought into it. Um, to that point, um, and, and you touched on it just before, you, you're selling a holistic you know, claims solution. This is a core system. Um, I think just from a sort of, um, how do you go to market with something which is so core, it's not, you're not selling us a discrete solution. Uh, it, it's so core to what insurance carriers all, all have to do. How do you go about that, launching that product? So I would say delusional. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's really, uh, it's, it's the biggest hurdle, obviously, uh, as a startup to enter this market. I think, uh, well, the only thing that eventually sell is the performance, the KPIs. So ask yourself, where, where can I actually create KPIs? Um, and the answer for us was really small carriers. Uh, we, we, you know, we enjoy the insurtech tsunami of those distribution. That by the way, what they did was let's just onboard. We'll get give the uh, the uh, uh, claims into uh, to TPAs, and maybe a year or two later they realize, wait a second, I need to control the experience because it's broken. I need to get the data so they don't have. So I need to bring it in house. That's what for us the opportunity. So you go to like-minded. By the way, think about just not a software in an industry that said four years ago, forget cloud. We're not going to go to the cloud only on prem, right? Uh, especially in Europe. And so going to companies that uh, wanted cloud, wanted SaaS, uh, wanted something that created consistency with what they promised, speed, simplicity, user-friendly, and then have that experience provided on the back end with the data. Create KPIs, then you can start going up the ladder, going to uh, uh, you know bigger tiers and uh, bigger carriers and expanding the market on product as well. Uh, create KPIs, focus on that, sort of better, and then people are gonna start talking about you, you have something to show for. Mm -hmm. And then you can uh, start controlling the market. But that time you have a balance sheet to show. Mm. I'm intrigued on, on the on the level of interest in, in terms of you know there was this initial tsunami, there's digital NGAs or digital insurers. The people adopting or showing the most interest has that shifted more recently to more sort of traditional incumbent carriers are more interested in this now, or, or is it or is it still more kind of so it's in between. Yeah. I think you know people want SaaS solutions when it's a point solution. They're much more scared when it's a, a full critical end-to-end -end, uh, solution. Um, but they're much more open to it. And the more you know, you're, 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 uh, you can show them, as I said, KPIs improve the value. And it really comes down to the value you can show you create. You know, people say there's a system it can manage claims, it process claims, whether debt level automation or not. Uh, great. But was it? What does it really do? What is the impact? What is the ROI? And I think part of the uh, you know everybody a few years ago we all been in this insurtech insights or ITC, the buzzword of uh, AI machine learning. I'm just going to have something to say I have an AI. Yeah. What does it do for you? Yeah. Uh, and I think people read you know read to uh, say I have it without understanding really the business case they want to solve for. So I think today what we see is companies saying I want SaaS, I want cloud, but still treat it as an on-prem. But you have, I know I need to change because my, my LAE is through the roof, my customer experience is down, uh, everything is exploding. Uh, I cannot manage remotely at the time of COVID and whatnot. So, but then they said, but I want to change, but I don't want to change the process. So you're going to expect this different results. But we know that's the definition of insanity. Um, 
but they do treat the SaaS company still as, as if it's on-prem, and I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. And I think that's where it's a bit of, there's a friction. We do a lot of education. So eventually, you know, it's a generic, off-the-shelf, very smart from a workflow perspective, very deep from a data perspective, um, and it can still work to what you want it to be. You can feel as if it's customized, although it's almost no code configuration. Good stuff. I, I could talk about claims further. Um, if anyone wants to talk about claims with me, I'm definitely going to spend some time in Claims Village as well, which I know you guys are part of at 11. Um, but thank you so much for, uh, we're surprised anyone turned up, so thank you for turning up. It's great. Um, it's been the Leading Insurance Podcast Live. A round of applause for Edward, please. Thank you.